0: Wrestling is for Girls, a weekly wrestling podcast that's more color commentary than play-by-play. Each week, we dig into Raw, SmackDown, recent pay-per-views, and wrestling news, plus all the random stuff we can't wait to talk about with each other and you. You can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, and on Twitter at Pod. I am Jillian, and I am here with my faithful co-hostess, Jazzy A. Abigail. Yeah. How you doing?
1: Pretty good. Pretty good. How you doing?
0: I'm I'm all right. I'm feeling ready to talk about some wrestling. I'm feeling spicy, like Ronda Rousey would say. (laughs) (laughs) The only time I will ever refer to her in any nice terms.
1: But are you feeling jazzy?
0: No, you are jazzy. I have to to cover the jazzy
1: beat tonight. You do. Okay, I can do that. Shall we smack it down? I think we should immediately smack it down.
0: So the show opened, and I was, you know, Michael Cole was like, you know, bringing in the show, doing talk, you know, talking. And he said, you know, he was referring to the match between Sammy and KO. And that comes later. But Cole was saying, like, it's the most important match of Sammy's career. And it, like, when I heard it, my brain substituted KO for Sammy. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, really?, I'm like that's kind of <laughs> some hyperbole, Cole. like you're good at hyperbole, but that one seems extreme,
1: right? Like isn't it more important when he faces Rome? never mind. That's not for us to <laughs> interrogate. Michael Cole knows the stakes.
0: I was like, my brain was already off to a roaring start, so I was like, I gotta pay <laughs> close attention to what's happening, but Braun and Gunther kicked things off. It was evening.
1: a meaty beginning.
0: It was very meaty. Braun has swapped his red Old Navy Rockstar jeans for
1: white Old Navy Rockstar jeans. Do you have any opinions about the white jeans? I mean, I guess they're fine before Labor Day. So, you know.
0: Is he trying to usher in spring with those white jeans?
1: Yeah, you know, I think he's looking ahead to the fresh Easter looks. He's uh, feeling youthful. He's feeling vibrant. I personally respect anyone who wears white pants as someone who cannot go more than five minutes without getting something on her clothing. But
0: I dislike wearing white just because I'm not a fan of white generally. But like, yeah, Mm. I would be the same way. I just could not. I'd have it would be filthy. Like, yeah, I'd put it on in my bedroom. I'd get downstairs and it would be filthy somehow.
1: The fact that he hadn't sat in anything by the time he got to the <laughs> ring, new respect for Braun Strowman. He just had Brand to stand in the,
0: like, in the middle of the room. Don't touch anything. <laughs> Nobody touch me.
1: No food, no drinks, nothing.
0: Um, His boots were super cool, which I learned, which we all learned, a few minutes after he showed up were special boots. Yeah. That were made for a special little guy. So I thought that was really nice.
1: Yeah, it's really sweet. Oh. Good on you, Braun. Good for being a good dude. I know.
0: I had this thought w- when they were in the ring that I was like, Braun is really the first guy to make Gunter look kind of small. Absolutely. Yeah. It was wild. Like, Gunter's not like a huge hulking man, but like, he's quite tall. And it was just really funny because I was like, oh, Bron's bigger than you are. That's funny.
1: I feel like I would categorize him as a huge hulking man, but oh, man, okay. everybody looks little next to Braun Strowman.
0: Oh, that's true. Because Braun Strowman is a huge hulking. I think I said this before. I saw him wrestle once and I was like in the nosebleeds and I still was like, that dude
1: is gigantic. Yeah, it's like, I remember the first time I saw Kane in person and I was like, oh, oh, what the hell? What is the air like up there? Eh.
0: So I had this thought and I was wondering what you think. So... I feel like Braun has this kind of since I remember him before, like I think he has this renewed sense of like sassiness and like mm. fiery attitude. Do you think it's because he's trying to impress Raquel? Like he's gotta stand out. Yeah, he's just like, Chuck it out, babe, I'm amazing. <laughs> Except it would be in his braun voice, Chuck I can't do I can't do it, I can't do it, it out <laughs> I got the attitude to match these pierced nipples, babe. <laughs> Did you notice? I think at some point he had nipple rings, and now he just has nipple barbells, which I feel like is a really smart move if you're going to be a wrestler.
1: It feels so much safer. Like I, yeah. I've never had a lot of piercings in my life, but I've always lived in dread fear of any of them being forcibly removed from my body. And I can't imagine having your nipple ring caught on like a ring post or something it would be a great feeling. Oh god. Oh god. Way to choose safety, Braun Osha. Thanks you. <laughs>
0: um so (laughs) at one point i wrote this down wade barrett your uh one time hopeful husband my muse my flame um said strowman strowman's greatest strength is his literal strength
1: (laughs) i mean look when my man is right he's right he He also It's like he started saying that
0: and he realized he couldn't turn back. So he's like, fuck it. I'm going through the tunnel. I'm
1: committing.
0: (laughs) I mean, I know we make fun of Cole and we make fun of all the announcers. Like I couldn't do do. what they do. Not on the fly, but it's fun to make fun of them still.
1: I mean, I feel like when we record, it is in the lowest pressure, no judgment environment (laughs) possible. And I'm still like, sometimes my thoughts Turn into butterflies instead of words. Mm-hmm. like So, like, I have a 100%. lot of admiration for even my I least favorite commentators.
0: Have you noticed, I, this is like a side thought that I had about Corey Graves, and I know we're not on the right show for that at the moment, but is it just me or has he improved
1: since Vince has been gone? I think it's, for me, it's situational, but I also think okay. he's doing a thing that I don't like. Okay. So it's not necessarily that he's doing it badly. Like, I don't know. Like, what's a food you really dislike? Oh, a food I really... Black licorice. Okay, so let's say that I become a master candy maker and spend hours handcrafting you the most lovingly made artisan black licorice. You're still not going to like it.
0: I'd feel so bad if you
1: spent all that time. I mean... The good news is I have no ambition or motivation, so the odds of me learning to do anything very You well. made
0: me turtles once. <laughs> I did make turtles. I, I still, still think about those, like, probably once a month. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter how good it is. It's still garbage. I, yeah, it still okay. bugs me, but I don't know. I, I feel like I warm to him and then cool to him. We have a very complicated relationship. Yeah.
0: I just I don't know I feel like he's less annoying lately but maybe it's because he's just making
1: so much fun of Dominic so well that okay when he is doing like (laughs) mean-spirited shit like that it is so funny I could die (laughs) I will give him huge kudos for that yeah um so
0: I might have written this backwards but I don't know that I did so, at one point, I think Gunther's face was like right in bronze nuts near the end of the match, but it it's might rough. have been the other way around. I just feel like some of those moves they have to do where they're just like all in on the crotch, that's got to be uncomfortable.
1: Yeah, I think if personal space is like super important to you, professional wrestling probably is not your gig.
0: Yeah. I'm just feel like,
1: real self conscious. Yeah. Like, I would constantly be like, did I shower close enough to work?
0: <laughs> To not be really offensive to other people. Afterward, I'd be, like, side-eyeing them. Like, are they looking at me weird? Was I stinky? What happened? Right. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Gunther retains. I don't know. I mean, is this going to be a thing
1: between these two? What do you think? You know, I wanted to ask you what you thought about that, too. Because, like, I realized halfway through this match that I didn't really want Gunther to lose the title to Braun. and I. I think it's just because I think of Braun as a novelty act, for which I am very sorry, because he's a novelty act that reliably entertains me. Yeah, um, I, don't, I always expect like title changes to be like way
0: bigger deals. Yes, and like they hadn't, they didn't hype this match all that much, really.
1: Right, we weren't like match of the century or anything, Yeah. You know? So I don't know.
0: I I'm fine with this becoming a thing. Like I feel like they got to find something for Braun to do.
1: Yeah, I would. I would watch them keep fighting. Like, mm-hmm. I, if not Braun, who's gonna beat Gunther? Who's the man or the lady? I don't know. Who's Becky do Lynch. It. <laughs> Becky fucking Lynch. Becky Lynch is gonna come in and beat Gunther. That'd
0: be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I'm trying to think about it. I feel like I know. I feel like I'm more tuned into Raw Superstars than I am to mm-hmm. SmackDown. But
1: yeah, I don't know who would come in. Because I I feel like Braun is a he's a good choice and I kind of thought oh this is going to be it but I don't know yeah
0: I don't either and maybe it won't be a thing maybe it's just going to be like oh, remember that match they had once that was fun and then never see it again
1: we like that but we don't talk about it ever Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't I guess I'm kind of interested to see like what are next steps for Gunther and Imperium yeah where are we going
0: yeah it feels like they're kind of at the end of a line in some sense so i wonder what happens next is someone in imperium gonna turn on gunther
1: Mm. i always imagine that like that he's harder on what is his name now Uh, ludwig kaiser the the prettier one yeah i don't know why i imagine that i imagine that like he expects more of him the other guy is just around so maybe ludwig will be like i can't take it anymore
0: I want to ask Giovanni Vinci about his facial hair because it's like late 80s era George Michael levels (laughs) of amazing five o'clock shadow. Like, does he like, is it real? Does he put makeup on it to make? I mean, it's the most incredible five o'clock shadow I've ever seen.
1: He's just real rugged. You know, he flexes and some beard pops out.
0: That's what is it like? Just a quick like pop and then he's ready to go out. I don't know. I hope that's the sound it makes. <laughs> um. Yeah, so I don't know what's going to be in store for these five dudes. Four dudes, I guess. Three Imperiums and one Brawn. And one
1: Brawn. But I we'll mean, I, I do hope that, you know, it keeps going for a little while, I guess, because I can't picture what comes next. And also mm-hmm. because I want to hear wade barrett refer to gunther as a no frills dark destroyer at least one more time
0: i always get really nervous whenever imperium's wrestling and wade is talking because i'm like what other kind of horrors are you going to refer to about you
1: know possible third reich references it's like grandpa we talked about this we're not going <laughs> to say anything about world war ii we're not going to say anything about the good old colonial days like, we're, we're not going to talk about those things He's like, when I was your age. The greatest generation. (laughs) The greatest
0: generation. (sighs) Well, after this match, we saw Sammy. We did. Trying to head into the
1: Bloodline locker room. Can I ask you, did this hurt you when he knocked? When he knocked? Yeah, like he's in the oh. bloodline he's an honorary ooze he's feeling oozy he's done everything for them and he still has to knock i hate yeah, it he's
0: he's very timid still like it's never <sighs> i think that's a really good point i didn't notice it at first but you have yeah like truly like he's not he's not really part of them and i think that this whole interaction was a total trap like yes
1: it always is. It always like Sammy's is. Sammy's
0: in a trap, right? No one's allowed to help him in his match. No mm. one is allowed to c- allowed to come down because Sammy can totally
1: handle it. Yeah.
0: It's 100% a trap
1: it's absolute bullshit it's like oh you're a full-fledged member we love you la 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 except you have to do this really hard thing by yourself when none of us do anything by ourselves the source of our bond is not having to do anything by ourselves yep
0: it made me sad
1: it made me sad too and it also made me nervous because sammy is immediately like that's not a prediction that's a spoiler like have you not learned anything (laughs) you stupid muppet what the hell Sammy needs to check his mouth. He does. He His mouth is writing checks that his ass famously cannot cash. So <laughs>
0: I love him. Bless you, Sammy. I do too. So yeah, we're going to see that play out a bit later on, of course. But This
1: gets dramatic as F.
0: It really does. I, I mean, I love it. I love every second of it. I know.
1: Then we
0: get a visit from Daddy Mysterio. Sans boot.
1: He is boot free. He is ready to boot scoot. For real. <laughs> he is. Not like a careful medical boot scoot.
0: He is. I love that he's like out in the ring calling his son a dork and yeah. like just telling him how
1: pathetic he is and that he's going to win the Rumble.
0: Because everybody's prediction. proclaiming their intentions to win the Rumble.
1: He also. I mean he really tugged at my heartstrings when he was like the holidays like they're very exciting and they're very special to me. And Dominic ruined that. He's like, I didn't have a very Merry Christmas. It's like, oh honey, I get he does ruin everything. You're right. Like I wouldn't make big plans for Valentine's Day if I were you, right? He's just gonna screw it up. It was amazing. It's pretty great.
0: <laughs> but then bum bum bum, Carrion Cross and
1: Scarlet appear. I feel like these two are like, they're just among my faves and I can't explain why. I just, I love seeing them. They're like, uh, I've
0: decided that they remind me, especially because Scarlet is such a throwback, but they they feel like they're like the villains in an 80s like teen movie. You know what I mean? Yes. They're like the, like the villains that are totally older than everybody else and look older mm. than everybody else, but they're still definitely teenagers. <laughs> like, I... They have won me over. Carrion's tie was terrible and effed up, and he knew it and was trying to fix it. And he was totally giving me... So, I know you remember this. IRS. You remember IRS? Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, like, I know he didn't have the suspenders or the glasses or whatever, but I looked at him and I was like, he is 100% IRS right now.
1: Maybe it was like... Do you know how when you go to Disney World, you can't cosplay at Disney World, but you can wear outfits that are inspired by Disney characters? You can't cosplay at Disney World? You can't because it would be a legal liability if, like, let's say you're a total creep and some kid comes up to you and wants to take your picture. Like, Uh, you know what I mean? Like, they don't want unauthorized characters. But you can, like, you can dress in the spirit. So, like, if you wanted to go as Ariel, you could wear, like, a purple top. And like a green skirt that looked like her tail. Oh, okay. okay. So maybe he was like, you know, (laughs) that kind of lackadaisical cosplaying is IRS. And then Bray Wyatt comes out of nowhere
0: and punches him. Just kidding. As he does. That's
1: my dad, man. Um, Don't do it, man. Don't do it. I love him. And you've (laughs) got to file your taxes, man. He's right. The IRS waits for no man, man. So... Carrion
0: was talking and he says at one point he's like, you know, shit talking to Ray. And he's like his dad talking about Dominic. He says dad goes out there and wins the big one. And I wanted him to keep going and say now he just bites the big one. But he didn't. Did. <laughs> <laughs> I've been so delighted. I would have just like ascended to the heavens if he'd said that.
1: I think he would have instantly become my favorite wrestler of all time. In that moment, despite <laughs> the fact that he incredible? was... Like, it doesn't matter These he's dressed like an extra from John Wick. In that moment, I would fall in love. A hundred percent.
0: An extra from... I haven't seen John Wick.
1: I mean, there's a lot of, like, assassin dudes. Okay. You know? I was like, someday I'll
0: get that, I'll get that uh, joke. Because I definitely want to watch that movie. I'm sorry. Oh, no. It's okay. <laughs> so, I have a quick question for you. Oh, my gosh. Ask it. So, you know, at the end... Of this uh, situation and like Scarlet's outside the ring and she's holding up that tarot card. Yeah. Okay. I swear I saw the tarot, like a spark and a
1: little bit of smoke. I feel like the tarot card was supposed to burst into flames and didn't. That wouldn't surprise me, right? I mean, props go wrong all the time. I bet if that's, <laughs> that's the case, she was so bummed.
0: I know. I felt so bad because I was like, oh, that'd be
1: so cool, right? Because they've
0: been holding up this tarot card. And like, what's the point of holding up the tarot card when you have Ray in like the cross, what's it called? The fade or something. I don't know if that's the right word,
1: but. It could be.
0: And you're just holding up the card. Nothing's happening. It like <laughs> looked kind of textured. And I was like, oh my God, is that thing supposed to burst into flames? That'd be so sweet
1: you know like backstage she's super bummed and karen is like babe no i totally thought you could light it with your mind too (laughs) devastated that didn't work probably the card is the problem and he sticks it in his shirt pocket and it bursts into flames
0: (laughs) (laughs) that'd be amazing
1: (laughs) that would be pretty incredible i just love i really love that like all of the parenting shit talk like it's yeah. on being, it's like being on a Facebook group for parents <laughs> who have wildly different styles and we're just like, oh my God. well, I prefer gentle parents. <laughs> it's like, Carrie, do you have kids? Do you have any insight into this situation at all? <laughs> no, but Scarlet had a sad horse once and I killed it. That horse was like her baby until it died. Because I killed it. To teach her a lesson about mortality and stuff. It had a tarot card. It had to go. (laughs) The horse card.
0: (laughs) Everybody thinks that. uh, What's the? It's not death. Death's not the scary tarot card. What's the devil? Is that the scary tarot card?
1: Well, I don't know if the devil's actually a scary scary tarot card or not. Oh, okay. The only one I know is like people think death is scary, but it's not. It just means like the death of a situation or or like rebirth and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well. In our in, in the tarot deck that we're going to create for this show, the horse will be the scary card.
1: <laughs> Every card is a version of that horse. There's a little pony, Aww. there's a young adult horse, there is a completely dead horse, there's like different <laughs> stories from the horse's life depicted. Horse skeleton. Yes. Yep. A paintbrush. <laughs> Some glue. <laughs> glue
0: different phases of life
1: i mean when you're a horse it's kind of (laughs) limited
0: so these two aren't going to have a match at the Royal rumble right it's just i don't think they've
1: called it yet like i don't know if they will or not i i feel like they're either going to have that match or they're going to have a dramatic in rumble spot okay i was um I was just going to look it up. I know, because they have
0: a bunch of matches set, which is very exciting, because next week we can do our predictions. Our Mountain Dew Pitch Black predictions. Oh, man. I tell you, this weekend I was looking around for it, and I haven't been able to find it yet. Uh, My local grocery store has the 20 ounce, so. (gasps) Really? Oh, man. You haven't tried it yet, have you? You're just, you're saving it? No, I'm saving
1: it. But if you need me to put one in the mail for you, let me know.
0: I'll let you know. I might try, like... Ordering one online or something to see what I can get. Okay. But, so, okay, yeah, there's no match set right now for them at the Rumble. Something's a brewing. Yeah. I mean, it's been brewing for a while, and now he's back. Is he going to get... Is he in the Rumble? Is he going to be injured? I was looking for the little graphic. You know when they show the graphic where there's, like, a bunch of wrestlers in shadow? Yeah. And... You know the wrestlers that are in focus, but I don't think Ray Mysterio is one of them, so I'm not sure.
1: Well, Ray declared he was going to be in the Rumble, so yeah, unless something goes goes wrong. Yeah, let's hope not. I always like that it's like you know the wrestlers you can identify, and then the ones that are shadowed out. It's like and twenty four canes.
0: Yes. I swear when they I don't know I swear once I could tell who some of the shadows were, but maybe I was just imagining that.
1: Maybe the power of Scarlet's horse gave you terrible visions. 24
0: (laughs) Um. Well, after this, we... Well, we're going to jump ahead a little bit because there are some things in between, but I'd like to talk about the Viking Raiders video that was created. And I decided, like, I'm still kind of, like, on the fence about Viking Raiders. I feel like Mm -hmm. their commitment to costuming is incredible.
1: So intense.
0: I'm really glad that... um, Valhalla
1: doesn't do some kind of hokey Scandinavian accent which I appreciate there was a moment where I thought she was doing it and I was like no 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 and then she (laughs) wasn't so it was on me Valhalla you are cool in my book and sometimes you just hear in Scandinavian I do it's you know my heritage I don't have any Scandinavian (laughs) heritage that I know of um but they're after Drew and Seamus they are they set their sights do you know what it is? This is um, the Saxon invasion of the British Ooh. Isles all over again.
0: Ooh, mm-hmm.
1: things are about to get ugly. I I know most of that history
0: because of watching my husband play um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Ah, uh, a good source, and they go all over the you know British Isles, conquesting.
1: I don't like. I don't want to look down on your amateur sources, but as a serious historian, I learned most of the finer details of this period from 2004's King Arthur with Clive Owen and uh, oh. Elizabeth Swan, whose real name I can't remember, Keira Knightley. I don't think I ever saw that one. Oh, I mean, it's super historically accurate. I think Absolutely. I remember you telling me about it. Yeah, it's goofy as shit, but I really love it. And it has... um. It has Hugh Dancy and Mads Mickelson in it for a little early uh, Will and Hannibal. What? They're yeah, both they in be- it? they became friends shooting that movie. They knew each other for oh, years before they did Hannibal.
0: That's so cute.
1: I know. I know. Tune in next week for <laughs> Hannibal is for girls. Hugh Dancy is for girls.
0: <laughs> <sighs> what a great name, Hugh Dancy. It's pretty great. It's very British. So they're after Drew and Seamus. Yep. I mean, I can't. I'm going to side with Drew and Seamus every time.
1: It's hard not to, right? Like, we've been with them for a long time. And, like, I really enjoy how they just slap each other a lot. Oh no, and I liked adorable. when Seamus was like, there was an old bull and a young bull. And Drew was like, I don't give a shit about the bulls. I don't care about Scarlet's horse. I don't want to hear any stupid animal stories. I just want to fight the Viking Raiders. Well, and I think at one point.
0: Was it was it Drew saying respect his elders or Seamus was saying respect your elders? One of the two. Okay, I think It was
1: Seamus. Yeah. Do you know how old Drew is? Um, do you know? Am I guessing and you know the answer? Yes. Yeah. Drew is 36 years old. Ooh,
0: you're very close. 37. Okay. Do you know how old Seamus is? I'm going
1: to say Seamus is 42. Dude is going to be 45. Dang. In a week. Well, dude also gets no sun exposure. So, of course, his skin looks really good. I had no idea. I thought
0: it was going to turn out that Drew was older and I was going to laugh for 25 <laughs> years about it. I can't know. believe Drew's 37. I don't know. I guess
1: he's so young. He is youthful. He's he very youthful. He seems older to me. Yeah. I I don't know. I guess that just seemed like the right age to me. It's his like Scottish warrior gravitas, I think. I think so like when i look at him i don't think like a young rogue no. on the scottish highlands i think like an established scottish <laughs> lord you know an like, established rogue <laughs> he's got a keep he's got like some i don't know what do they call it when you're like a minor noble person and you have like the little dudes that go out and you know fight your skirmishes and collect your taxes for you like he's got he's got it together he's got all the that the word yeah, like what do you what do you call the dudes who like protect your interests? Oh, like your knights, you know? Knights? But in Scotland, serfs? you should know this, you're no, the serfs are the ones they gouge for the taxes. Yeah, I don't know. Are you really from Scotland? I'm, I'm starting a- to think you might not be. <laughs> I'm only 40% from Scotland. <laughs> the rest is a mystery, like the flavor of Mountain Dew Pitch Black. I can't wait. <laughs>
0: So I'm excited for this. I hope there's a showdown between these dudes because it's a bunch of big dudes
1: slapping each other. Yeah, I I think that they will complement each other really well. Mm-hmm. And I hope that this becomes like a long-term thing, you know, because I want to see some new long-term things. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I don't even know if I'm that particular about who it is, but I'd like to see as we, I feel like some of our very well-established storylines are sort of like teetering to their conclusion mm-hmm. like let's start stoking the embers of some new stuff too well
0: and they've done a really pretty decent job I think of storytelling like with Absolutely. these really longer storylines so I want to see them continue that with some other people I am I feel kind of bad for Valhalla that she's just kind of like gonna hang out with her antlers and not really do much but
1: I guess once you get the antlers on, it's really hard to do a lot of other things. So now that she's committed to the antlers. I bet they were like, I wonder if she kind of played with
0: the idea of like trying to like run at somebody with the antlers. But that's
1: <laughs> a... <laughs> There's like a lot of danger there. <laughs> she's like, all right, guys, just hear me out. What if like I gore someone to death with my horns? <laughs> like, that's not how any of this. Works.
0: Okay. What yeah. if I just threaten to? Everybody threatens to murder everybody else on the show all the time.
1: What if I just bump them,
0: just a little? Just
1: a. What nudge. if I gesture angrily at somebody with them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What if I make thrusting gestures and then that just kind of communicates where we're what going? What
0: if I hang Christmas ornaments from them? <laughs> something festive,
1: <laughs> something fun, something light.
0: So after all the slapping that's happening. We
1: get our boy Bray Wyatt. We sure do. It's Bray time. And I I think with his rocking chair, it might also be country time, lemonade time. I saw that
0: rocking chair and I was like,
1: who boy, bringing it back old school. Yeah.
0: So Um, it seems to me, because Bray's sitting there talking about how he's reclaimed his identity, man. And it sounds to me like all those existential musings he was leading toward, where he's turning away from toxic masculinity, have all gone down the shitter.
1: I think that, I think you're right. I think Bray has lost the battle for, like, a better masculinity. Like, Mm -hmm. he's, it's tragic, but it makes a lot of sense when you think about it. Like, why would you abandon your position of easy privilege, literally being, like, a colonizing, consuming eater of worlds, Mm-hmm. To do something so hard and demoralizing, you know, he's just—it's he's very human what he's going through.
0: He doesn't want to be an eater of dirt. He wants to be an eater of worlds. Don't we all? Yeah. <laughs> I'll settle. F- I'll settle for an eater of French fries. I mean, yeah, that would be ideal. That's what if there's some one. gravy on those fries? Ooh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Bray's just going for it. What do you? What do you make of this?
1: I mean. So at one point, he's kind of talking about the situation like he is Uncle Howdy. And I'm like, but Bray, we know. I know. We know that you're not him, honey. That was really weird. It's like, did you grab, like, you were learning your lines for tonight and you had one page from this week and another page from three (laughs) weeks ago. And you're like, oh, shit, man man I made some mistakes
0: (laughs) I was like are you trying to say that you can astral project yourself in another form to stand next to yourself and then give yourself the sister Abigail
1: because I think that's what you just implied very impressive it's it's sad because he still thinks there's a good possibility that Uncle Howdy is three Alexa Blisses in a trench coat. So he's not ready to let go of that theory yet.
0: He loves our show and is like really excited about that theory and wants to make it work. He's
1: like, You're not gonna believe it, man. There are these women. They have a podcast about me. They are revolutionary the whole thing is man. about me. They're just, they're talking about masculinity and everything I do, man, and how I sometimes get off by burying people under large piles of office supplies and trash, man. It is unbelievable. I think it's called like Bray Wyatt is for girls or something, man. No one's ever seen it in my soul like that, man. (laughs) I would be so honored.
0: (laughs) So honored. (laughs) It would be incredible.
1: I mean, though, like, seriously, Bray's brought us a lot of joy. So thank you, Bray. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. So, yeah, I, is he going to be in the Rumble? I mean, well, no, because they're going to have their match. Oh, yeah, the pitch black match. He, I guess I don't they think could still throw him in there. I feel like that's too much of a commitment. You're going to have, like, that is a, lot. a totally in the dark, probably in some weird location match. Like, no, you can't do both. you got to pick Did they're one. They're in the sewers. <laughs> <laughs> what if they... What if the match actually takes place during the Royal Rumble? There's just like a 10-minute period where everything goes completely dark. No one knows what is happening. Like four people are eliminated. It actually takes place during the Women's Royal Rumble. Everyone is extremely confused. (laughs) I was
0: thinking about, this is kind of a digression, I was thinking about Rumble's Royal. And so you know how it's like, 30 men in the Royal Rumble, and, like, there's tons of dudes currently on the roster, so they can kind of pull from that, and there's always some surprise dudes, but, like, the Women's Rumble, there's never quite as many women on the roster, so it's, like, it seems like they always have, like, more surprise randos, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Lacey Evans is probably going to show up, right? Probably, if she has nothing else to do. If they... I wonder if they're going to be like, and our surprise entry for the night is Lacey Evans, I would be... I would
1: throw myself through the television (laughs) into the street it wouldn't make you proud to be an american where at least you know you're free
0: oh my god
1: (laughs) i'd be so mad anyway i digress no that's fair um i don't care if i ever see her again so certainly not hoping that she is like a big surprise for the rumble no i would be so mad if she was supposed to be a surprise
0: Moving onward and upward, we see K.O. backstage with Sammy. These are always
1: tense moments for my heartstrings. Very painful. Like, their friendship is really, it's gone through the ringer. It's worse because we know it's mostly K.O.'s fault, except now it's all Sammy's fault. Like, things are hard, you know? Things are hard. hard.
0: And he's like, I'm not being used, Kevin. My new
1: family's the best. I did like, though, that Kevin was like, he's using you so he doesn't have to come to work. (laughs) I mean, he's 100% right. (laughs) He's 100% right. Like, Kevin Owens says it like it is. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He's like, Sammy A, you're being used. I mean, he he is the one to be like, girl, your man has not had a job in a year. No, he's not spending all day on LinkedIn applying to shit. He's playing video games. Like, Uh Kea would just tell you how it is, Uh and I respect
0: that. So they're setting up the tension for their later match,
1: which very, very tense.
0: I feel like Ko is still trying to kind of reach out to Sammy and reason with him, which I think yeah. is really sweet. Yeah, and Sammy's like, "No, everything's better now."
1: Well, I mean, it's like a, it's a classic problem, right? Like Ko wants Sammy to feel real friendship, to feel safe and loved in the bonds of friendship, and Sammy doesn't know that he deserves that. And I'm also believing that it's
0: romance. I'm going to believe <laughs> that as well.
1: Well, I mean, that is the wonderful thing about narrative is uh, <laughs> the intention of the author does not matter at all. So. Exactly. You choose your own adventure, little star. Thank you.
0: This will Thank end you. in tragedy, I'm sure.
1: Absolutely. Someone's getting their feelings hurt, if not a concussion or worse, you know. And it could be my feelings, so I'm extra nervous. <laughs> That's the real name of this podcast. Hurt feelings are for girls in which things don't go our way and we get salty AF about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so,
0: after this we see Raquel versus Liv. We sure do. And once again, Liv is about to put her entire life on the line and Lee loves off the uh, ring post. Mm-hmm. But luckily that
1: doesn't work out. You know, I don't want I, her to die. I don't <laughs> want her to die either. Although there was a spot where Raquel kind of like swatted her out of the air. <laughs> and I was she's, like, that was really cool. I, Liv, I'm sorry. It was just she's really like a cool. tiny gnat to Raquel.
0: Yeah, Like Raquel is a goddess. <laughs> and Liv is just like this tiny little bug compared to her.
1: I I don't know. I wanted to ask you about this. Like, I don't see Liv winning the Rumble, right? I don't. I mean, I... Th-
0: no, I don't either. I was going to ask you, like, do you think they're kind of pushing Raquel more? Because it seems like they're really... I mean, she's been showing up a lot, and yeah. she beat Liv, and Liv used to be the champ, and, like, Raquel's, like, this amazing goddess-like human being. It just seems like... It would seem weird to me for them to pivot
1: back to Mm Liv. I wonder if what we're going to see for Liv Morgan is she has one of those, like, she's in the rumble for a long time and she puts on an incredible showing, but then she's that heartbreaking late loss where just as you start to believe that this is Liv Morgan's Mm. moment, it is very suddenly not Liv Morgan's moment, which I don't know, like, that's always hard to watch, right? Because you're like oh it was her Mm -hmm. time but it could also be good for her to keep building her momentum back up to where she was
0: yeah because i mean her original like title win was not an accident but it was kind of like a she didn't have the same run that a lot of champs kind of have like a big lead up and all that so maybe yeah maybe that's what they're aiming for
1: you know that would be a a chance to kind of like remind everybody of what she can do and let her show herself as the sort of extreme badass for an extended presentation, you know? Would you be pleased if Raquel won the Royal Rumble? Gosh, I don't know who I want to win the Women's Rumble. And I don't know who I expect to win it. I don't know who's in it. So it's like, who knows? Well, it's, There's you a know, few. it's Liv Morgan and 29 Canes.
0: Which is going to be really interesting.
1: I don't think she could beat 29 Canes. I would say 20 to 25 Canes, no problem. But 29 is too far for a woman of her size. I think she could beat corporate Cane pretty easily. Yeah, yeah. Like Mayor Kane, she could 100% take out Mayor Kane. Those
0: khakis. (laughs) Khaki Kane,
1: definitely. Yeah, he doesn't put up much of a fight. But this was a good match. I mean... Absolutely. I enjoyed both of them in this. I thought they did a great job. They did what they came there to do. I enjoy watching Raquel throw people around.
0: I think it would be fun to see Raquel and Rhea wrestle because they're both like giant ladies. Yes, absolutely.
1: Just shoulders for miles. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Amazing
0: yeah. shoulders for miles. They would just do like back flexes at each other.
1: Mm-hmm. They're going to be in a very special queer panic match. <laughs> which many, many... People start questioning and are fully activated by the time it's over.
0: Once again, we get onto the Raw or to the WWE writing team. Mm -hmm. Then we start recruiting queer writers. Yep. Populate all of them. Yep. And then we just completely revolutionize the wrestling industry. I
1: feel like all of our plans. Are laid out with the thoroughness and efficiency of that scene in Step Brothers, where they do the presentation at. I think it's like Will. No, it's the other guy's brother's birthday party. John C. Riley. Yes, at John C. Riley's brother's birthday party. I didn't. Or maybe see it. no, it is Will Ferrell's brother. Have you seen Step Brothers? No. Okay. Well, they Sorry. come up with this business plan where they're going to start a business, and it's like <laughs> really stupid shit. Like entertainment and security and all these things that don't make any sense that sounds amazing and they call it um something worldwide i can't remember but they make this stupid music video it's like their first thing they do as a business and it's i think it's called boats and (laughs) hoes and i think every time that we have a big idea it's boats and hoes all over again (laughs) every time Also, maybe we start a side podcast where one of us poorly explains things like this to the other.
0: (laughs) I enjoyed it. I always like your explanations. Thank you. Shall we jump ahead to the main event?
1: Let's jump right into it.
0: Sammy versus KO. The heartache never ends. Heartbreak Express. Wasn't that somebody something?
1: Heartbreak Express. My um, melding ideas? I think you are because I think Shawn Michaels was the Heartbreak Kid and I believe he was in the Rock and Roll Express. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Heartbreak Express. I like
0: it. I like it too. So at one point we see Sammy and K.O. holding onto each other's beards and punching the other <laughs> person in the face. The and I manliest was like, that's fight you. I've ever seen. I've, it's like that's a move I've never seen. <laughs> um so that was a highlight for me cole and wade bitching at each other nonstop, like during the entire match was a highlight like i don't really remember what they said but i just remember them being really snarky at each other the entire time
1: their relationship is in disarray basically (laughs) it's not going well counseling's not helping their relationship is also not going to survive sammy and ko no it's all going down in
0: flames it is all going down
1: like scarlet's horse uh
0: ko did a brain buster off the ropes and that was fucking crazy
1: is this the thing where like like he does a thing and then sammy suplexes ko and then ko delivers the most devastating clothesline directly after and it was just like this incredible series of i don't know if it was the same thing but i know like
0: it had i can't remember like the brain buster move itself Mm -hmm. i feel like it's it's not the stunner I can't remember now.
1: There was there was a lot. Like, this was yes. a really good, like, and it was so brutal. It was very tonally appropriate. It really was. You know, like, sometimes I think it's really hard to tell the, the emotional story through wrestling, but holy shit, did they tell the emotional story?
0: They did a really good job. And then when the Usos came out. I know. And ruined
1: everything. What the fuck? I mean, normally I'm really happy to yeah. see the Usos, but not then. Oh, my God. Sammy was so upset.
0: I felt so bad for him. He looked so, like, betrayed and undercut and sad Mm -hmm. and just, like, I really thought, so I, so I really thought, like, and maybe I expect things to happen too quickly and too easily. But, like, there's a part where, like, Solo did this crazy jump onto the announce table and, like, Sammy looked kind of conflicted. It looked like he was, like, looking kind of sad, like, that's. My friend slash boyfriend KO and I don't want anything to happen to him. Yep. But at the end, he was still kind of like in with the bloodline. I just kind of thought maybe this is where
1: Where he he might finally be like, fuck this. Do you know what I think Sammy's problem may be? Like he's ready to kill Kevin Owens, right? He steeled himself for Mm -hmm. it. He's ready to do it. But he's not ready to see him die. Oh, it's a small distinction. But I think it may be a fair one like he can make himself do it but he doesn't want to see anyone else do it right and i i think i think maybe this was the first big crack i think so you know this we're getting there i hope so i know i'm so ready i want to see sammy's crack <laughs> <laughs> i had thank to thank you for joining us for crack for girls
0: this is the last episode. The last Wrestling episode. Is- it was a good run. Um. So yeah, I mean the the saga continues, but it does look like Sammy's gonna start falling apart soon.
1: Yeah, I think. I think it was so important to him that everyone believed in him, right? Like he could win the USOs over. He could win Solo over. He's convinced Roman finally like he can do it, and then it's like you never believed in me at all. You, that's the worst feeling. Mm-hmm. The worst. I I wonder
0: if they're going to do something between. Let's see. We have one more SmackDown before the Royal Rumble. Yeah, and we Smackdown know that at the time. Royal Rumble pay per view, Sammy or sorry, Ko and Roman Reigns are going to wrestle. Yes. So I'm wondering if in between. Roman does something stupid, makes Sammy feel like shit during match at Royal Rumble. Sammy interferes on behalf of KO. Yeah. That'd be epic.
1: And I think it would be big to see him be like, what? It's gave you a chance to do it on your own. Ooh. You know? And then,
0: crotch chop. I don't know, man. I um this was I was really excited for this match. It did not disappoint.
1: I couldn't believe the ending. Like A+. They got me here. Like I feel like WWE telegraphs the end sometimes. They can be mm-hmm. a little predictable, not yep. in the worst way, just like sometimes it's easy to like I was I should have known this would happen, but I didn't know this would happen and I didn't know how hard it would hit me when it did. I know. Excellent work, writer's room. Excellent work.
0: I was, as the kids used to say, shook. shooketh.
1: Should we get raw? I mean, you know, Jazzy A is always ready to get raw. (laughs) I don't get raw. I stay raw. (laughs) I don't know what that means. What
0: is it? Let's see. I was trying to make it work, but I don't know if I can. You
1: don't have to get raw so you stay I don't know you don't have to get raw but you can't stay here once you are (laughs) we're gonna workshop this for next week so raw opens talking
0: about this huge ceremony for the bloodline at next week's raw which is raw turning 30 years old I'm a little
1: afraid of the things that we're gonna see during that episode I feel like okay I feel like two separate issues here one very interested and excited to see what happens Mm -hmm. when uh raw hits the dirty 30 right Mm -hmm. very interesting very exciting also like what will this fucking acknowledgement ceremony entail because i feel like it is going to be an emotional nightmare (laughs) i'm just wondering if it's just gonna be
0: like i don't i'm expecting something to go like horribly wrong during it and i mean horribly wrong on purpose not someone's gonna like accidentally hurt themselves but i mean like they're, like, making such a big deal out of this big, fat acknowledgement. I'm just like, something, it's too much. It's too Do much w- fanfare. Something's going to go
1: wrong. Do you want to hear my theory? Always. What if The Rock returns? Oh! And punks out Roman Reigns. Oh, my God. Which, like, okay, not the greatest, because then KO kind of has the momentum going into the Royal Rumble. Which is never a good thing. But what if in this case we've been, you know, chipping away the crumbs of the bloodline all week starting last Friday? Yeah. And it's like this cumulative Roman just, like, losing his grip.
0: Yeah, and, like, The Rock shows up just to sort of emasculate Roman. But that's it, right? He doesn't come back again. Roman's still head of the table. Yeah. That's But that's it's just, like, dream. one more
1: dig. Because, like, I don't really want The Rock to come back. I get tired of The Rock really easy, which is weird because he was my first favorite wrestler. But, Aww. yeah, I love The Rock. I never I saw him do. as
0: a wrestler. I mean, I've seen clips, obviously, but I miss that whole stuff. So then we see, well, they've also mentioned there's going to be a tag team championship match. Yes. Uh, Usos versus Jujjman Day.
1: Very exciting.
0: And I laughed when Don was calling out Solo.
1: Mm-hmm. And Say like, more.
0: Solo was going to go eat him alive, and then Ria gets in the way. Yes, I would kill to see Ria and Solo wrestle.
1: Okay, this was my thing. Like we've talked so much about what our dream first real like intergender match. It's that. It is Solo Sokoa and Rhea Ripley. <laughs> that is what I want to see.
0: That would be so incredible. I mean, obviously, I want Rhea to win. Like, that wouldn't even be, but, like, holy shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) they would tear the place down. It would be amazing.
0: It would be so much fun. So, yeah, I was very excited about that. I love that they keep positioning her, like, in these dudes' faces. I never want her to change. I want her to just bust balls forever.
1: Mm-hmm. it's like if I could write in Rhea Ripley's high school yearbook I would write stay just as cool as you are never I change would I wouldn't be writing it just because I didn't know her that well but wanted to seem nice exactly
0: I yeah I just want to like high five her and like
1: ask her what it's like to be so cool I know it's like is it easy do you work at it and she'd be like of course I don't work at it if I had to work at it I wouldn't be this cool Duh. I'm naturally chill. I've always been awesome. <sighs>
0: Wouldn't that be great? It'd be pretty great.
1: What, um, what did you think about Finn's stripy little jacket? Oh, the zebra? The purple zebra jacket? <laughs> Wasn't that uniquely terrible?
0: I don't know what Finn is floating lately. Like, the weird mask, which seems to have just disappeared... <laughs> Like, he it's keeps adding these little accessories into his routine. And I don't know if he's just like, I'm just going to try it out and see what works. Like, maybe he, like, tests some things, checks social media, and then decides, like, I'm going to sell that thing.
1: I feel like I feel like he looks around him and he sees The Miz and he sees Seth Rollins. And he's like, I can do it. I can I be can a style be fashion. Icon. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> honey, no. No, you can't. Bless. You're
0: a sweet little Irish guy. Just stick to being sweet.
1: Your thing is abs. <laughs> Just do that. You're great at that. You've got that on lockdown. That is his thing. <laughs> it's totally his thing. Just abs. <laughs> that is his jam. Oh,
0: that's amazing. So after this big old entry, we get to see Sola wrestling Mustafa, uh, Mustafa Ali. I always want to put the accent on the wrong syllable. Of course, the Usos show up because where one goes, the others follow.
1: They can't stay away. They and then KO shows up as well and just destroys. It was amazing. It was pretty great. I mean, this was I like this match a lot before the Usurvention, I guess. (laughs) But um, I have to admit, I was most excited when KO showed up because if the whole show had just been KO and the Bloodline, I'd be like, okay.
0: Yeah, I'm in for three hours of this. Let's let's go. Right, let's dig deep. Let's do it. Do you remember when um, they used to say for Asuka, they'd be like, Asuka's gonna kill you. Yes. All I was thinking was, K.O.'s gonna kill you. Like, maybe they need to start chanting that for K.O. Because he was really ready to rip some people apart.
1: I think when he was on the indies, he... Cause- he used to wrestle as Kevin Steen, which mm-hmm. I'm guessing is his real name. I think it is. Um, he used to have a shirt that says, like, Kill Steen Kill or something.
0: Oh, yeah. It feels, like,
1: really on brand, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. <laughs> <laughs> he makes murder seem palatable. He does. Like, I trust that if he's murdering somebody, they were asking for it. <laughs> he it's totally fine. has his reasons, and those reasons are justified. Do you know what I love? You can tell that KO has had his nose broken a lot, right? Okay. Like, I feel like there's something going on with that dude's nose. He's 100% a mouth breather. I feel comfortable calling him out on this because I am also a hardcore mouth breather because of all my sinus problems. Um, so when he gets, like, enraged, he starts breathing in this hilarious, like, rage exhalation immediately. Yeah. And it makes it look like he just goes from zero to furious. Yeah. At the drop of a hat. It's like way to make that work for you, my dude.
0: Way to make it work. Way to turn that frown upside down.
1: Yep. And I I feel like the like weird breathing thing absolutely brings something to his righteous rage. Oh, 100%. And it, like You know in Supernatural when
0: like <laughs> whenever they'd have some sort of like fight scene or whatever and Sam would do his <laughs> like heavy breathing after yes! and it was always like a little like musical theater camp. Yes, levels like that doesn't happen with KO like KO's heavy breathing is like legit and well done
1: I think I just realized that I 100% want to see some like NBC cross promotion with WWE where actors are learning how to do fight scenes for a show and Kevin Owens 100% like rips apart their performance and like verbally abuses them and teaches them how to look like they're just killing a man to death I would love that I want that. I don't care what show it is. It could even be Barmageddon. I can't believe I'm saying this, but like I will watch it in rapt attention. Yeah, I just want KO to be a heel
0: on Barmageddon. Oh,
1: my God. <laughs> Tonight. Kevin Owens. <laughs> Take Owen the
0: piss out of everybody. Blake Shelton. <laughs> That'd be incredible. That That is gold content right there. See, you're a
1: nonstop idea fountain. Thank you. Um, That's why my letters are usually between 10 to 12 pages, double-sided, single-spaced. We'll definitely tell Dad about the Barmageddon idea, 100%. Absolutely. I think we need a little Blake-mageddon. Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) (sighs) So,
0: after this, we got, like, spoiler alert like I don't know I kind of expected like so you and I have been like when's Cody coming back we've like talked about it last week they've been doing video packages for what seems like the last three years about him Mm -hmm. coming back and then it's just like here's another video package guys wherein Cody says hey see you at the rumble everybody (laughs) and it's like what why didn't you what what like Way to bury the lead. And also, why? Why not make it a surprise?
1: I are they feel- really worried about ratings? I mean, I feel like sometimes it's really hard to keep a secret that you're excited about. And you just want to tell everybody, but you're not supposed to. So you kind of like, you hint, and you hint, and you hint, and then you just give it away early because you can't take it anymore. Maybe that's where we are. Ugh, I'm just like,
0: okay, I mean, cool. I'm glad and maybe it was one of those sort of a secret everybody already knew but I
1: don't know I liked the idea of maybe still not knowing I always like I like immersing myself in the surprise right I like being open to the surprise and just experiencing it as it happens
0: yeah like I think one of the things I like about doing this podcast is like I kind of approach it like the like I only watch Raw and SmackDown. I don't do a ton of outside research on it. I don't. Because right. I like to just kind of be the spectator. Mm-hmm. So it's like I like that feeling of like I like not really knowing what's going on. I like guessing. And like there might be people listening to our podcast that are like, you are the dumbest bitch that I have ever encountered in my life. If you just spent two seconds reading on the internet, all your questions would be answered. But I want to be that dumb bitch. I don't want to have everything just answered for me by the internet.
1: Well, like that's it, right? Like one, I feel the same way. I want to do this as a fan. Because yes. I like, I have been liking since I picked wrestling back up again. I have enjoyed it so much that I don't want to take away the fun I get as a fan by being an expert. Yeah. I'm not really capable of being an expert. I mean, I guess I could be if I worked really hard. I didn't quit my job, but that's not really possible. Like, I don't want this to be, like, a thing where I come in and teach anybody anything or, like, have all the spoilers. Like, I just want to experience it week by week with you and by the people who do this with us, right? Yep. I don't know. Like, I... I also for me it was like if Cody had just appeared at the rumble without confirmation I would have been like oh my god yeah whatever you know right yeah but now because we've had these repetitive video packages when it's announced I was like yeah no shit yeah it was like okay
0: (laughs) guys cool welcome back Cody Uh, like like, is there gonna be
1: an even bigger surprise then like I mean maybe Cody will be eaten by a t-rex at the rumble (laughs) it'll be kevin's
0: tattoo come to life
1: i don't know like i i mean i think the rumble should be in part about surprises Mm -hmm. even if it's just like a you have that feeling of like a kid who knows santa isn't real but is gonna let themselves feel the magic for one more year yeah like that's the attitude i want to go into the rumble with exactly well see at the
0: rumble cody um, Hopping forward a little bit We saw Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander Take on street profits
1: We did Very so exciting to see cups. the street profits
0: again I know I really don't like that I hope they sweep those cups up And use them week after week Something tells me they don't I know But I, I, maybe they could get a different Like bit like a different thing or get some compostable
1: cups why do you think it's not good enough just to have the cups raining down in the video who was like you know what i think this lacks the verisimilitude that our fans have come to expect we need to throw actual cups i mean look
0: how great those animations of the bloodline are clearly we want our animations to look as good we don't need real cups
1: i mean (laughs) i guess maybe if we just scrapped everything and just had one of those animations with both street profits in it like in a big cup and it just kind of floats (laughs) out over the ring i could be into that
0: like a spinning teacup ride (laughs) yes yes (laughs) they're just spinning each other around that'd be amazing (laughs) Oh my god. Um, I I mean I don't have a lot to say about this match. I thought it was a lot of fun, but I was a little scared that Street Profits were going to lose. Because
1: I was. There too. were some
0: shenanigans. I mean, I like Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander. When I see Shelton Benjamin come out, I felt like it was you know two thousand seven again.
1: <laughs> I I want to know, I want to know what MVP is up to right he's up to something like he's so shady and i just i need to know i need to know what he's doing and i i guess like as the night goes on we get a better sense of what he's been doing but
0: yeah we're gonna find out
1: we're gonna find out and it feels ominous right
0: mvp has a lot of fingers and a lot of pies
1: mm-hmm. he's a mover
0: and a shaker I got really excited, though, uh, hearkening back a little bit to an earlier moment where he was talking with Elias. I thought we were going to see MVP wrestle again.
1: Me too. And I was really psyched because I love MVP.
0: I was so excited. I was like, all right, let's get that uh, Breathe Right strip on your nose. Mm -hmm. Like, let's get that little like onesie that you wear. Let's do this.
1: It was absolutely going to be little things stopping and big things popping once again.
0: But we didn't get
1: to see MVP Russell, so. Maybe he's retired from competition, but not retired from nefarious deeds. Maybe, Maybe he's going to be the bigger surprise at the Rumble. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, okay, yeah, Cody Rhodes, whatever. But can we talk about Montel Vontavious Porter, please? That would be amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. There was also, in this match, there was a really great moment for Angelo Dawkins where, like, he's going to do his thing over the top rope again. Uh-huh. Right? And right before he does, like, he kind of looks at the camera (laughs) and was like, I'm going to do it again. It was so endearing. I love him so much. I want nothing but the best for both street profits, which I think means MVP needs to stay far away from them.
0: I agree. And, like, of course, he just, like, beautifully, like, stuck the landing again. I was like, this guy's just really good at doing this flip
1: situation. Can you imagine having any degree of control over your body like that? Once upon a time, I did. I uh, I ran into my desk twice today. <laughs> so are you bruised? I'm sorry. Maybe. I don't know. I don't even check anymore. You know, it's just injury yeah. after injury after injury.
0: Well, we're at the age where just like there's just bruises randomly now. And it's like, what's that from? <sighs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> I just bruise. I'm waiting for the like paper thin skin phase of my life that I remember yeah. my grandmother having. And I would just like see every vein in her body. So that's going to be fun.
1: I slowly see myself becoming a like decaying fruit. Oh, like With flies around you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm covered in weird bruises. There are flies around me. (laughs) I'm not shaped the same way I used to be. Like things are just deteriorating at an alarming rate. You're vaguely
0: alcoholic because you're like pickling yourself somehow through the. What is the process? The rotting. What is the
1: decaying process? Oh my god! Yeah, I am. The first bite is sweet. The next one is vomit. I mean, it's just, I should be avoided.
0: (laughs) There's like a weird sharpness to it. And you're like, why? Yeah.
1: So I I guess, you know, Angela Dawkins, enjoy your youth. Enjoy (laughs) your mobility because it's very quickly it will all be over. And watch
0: out for aging women. They'll just talk about their bruises.
1: Stay away from that.
0: Have you ever drunk orange juice that's like slightly old?
1: (laughs) This is the saddest variant on if you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight (laughs) that I have ever heard. Um. Yes, I have. You know what I'm slightly. talking about Has that
0: weird tanginess, like yeah. an extra tanginess that orange juice shouldn't have. <laughs> yeah.
1: You turn into the kombucha girl like, eh? Eh? <laughs> uh, uh? uh,
0: she's living her best life now, man. Good for her. So post this match, we are backstage with Alpha Academy and Jougemont Day. Yeah. My highlight from this moment is when Dominic says... Don't talk about prison like that. (laughs) (laughs) Like, now he's, like, protective of prison? Prison's his friend? I don't really understand.
1: Prison is his experience, right? Like, you can't speak to it because, you know, you didn't go through it.
0: I don't know. Gable might have been in prison at some point.
1: (laughs) He's very intense. (laughs) And very fit, so... (laughs) It's very intense. Probably training for the Olympics feels a little like being in jail. Probably. Very restrictive.
0: But any interaction between these groups always uh, is pretty delightful. And even though I still love to hate Dom, I am enjoying the antics.
1: I really am, too. I also... I wondered... um, you know, Alpha Academy was talking about their online courses. What do you think Alpha Academy would teach in their online courses? Um Shushing, obviously. Shooshing, obviously. How to shoosh. How to shoosh. Shushing. How to do
0: the uh, worm. Mm,
1: yeah, that's a good one. I'd take that one.
0: Um Maybe some, like, lifting 101.
1: How to become a top guy.
0: Yoking t-shirts. Yep. Um... How to get milk out of crevices.
1: <laughs> um, what other ones? Man, The history of Kurt Angle. Oh. The detailed Oh, a back.
0: genealogy class tracing off Kurt Angle's weird random children that seem to exist. Yes. There you go.
1: That'd be amazing. I mean, I feel like I would take at least a couple of these.
0: Olympics 101.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gold medal yeah. attitude. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. Um I think I've run out, but I mean there has got to be w- There's got to be like an Otis centric one. I know you said how to be a number 1 guy.
1: Well, the worm is is Otis centric. Oh, that's true. That's so. true. I mean, he's got two courses now.
0: I love Otis.
1: I do too. He just really
0: brings so much joy to my heart.
1: Mhm. Like you he- can't see Otis and not smile. It's impossible.
0: I know he's wonderful. Mm-hmm. We will um we see more of Otis later, don't we? Do we? Do we? Did I just yeah, make that up?
1: Yeah, no, they have their match later. Okay. I was so easily swayed, too. I was like, I don't know. I don't watch the show. <laughs> I, like, lost it in my notes. I was
0: like, what? Okay. So we'll 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 talk more about them later.
1: We'll go back to school with Alpha Academy.
0: So a little bit later on, we see Bailey.
1: We do. She arrives with her friends.
0: With no uh, no hat this time. No hat. And I was hoping that um, Dakota Kai would have the hat on that you love so much so I could get a really good look at it. You sent me a nice picture of it, and it's horrible.
1: Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging how terrible that hat is. So bad. Like Dakota, you awful. are so cute, but that hat.
0: Yeah, that I hat. know. I know. She really ruined it. So Becky called out Bailey.
1: She d- In pretty pretty gross terms, like kumquat eating ass. Yeah, I was like,
0: the word order there, you got to be really careful with.
1: Right, like where is there a <laughs> hyphen? Because the hyphen makes a big difference. Right. Doing a lot of heavy lifting in that phrase.
0: I like when Bailey like no-selled Becky on the Karen joke. Yes, I did too. <laughs>
1: She, like, she is a Karen. She's 100% a Karen. And I love that she was like, no. Ed no. Graves said, I had an Aunt Karen. She was nice.
0: And <laughs> is like, yeah, me too. <laughs> it was so stupid. Okay. Was pretty good time. I have to say this. Bailey. Bailey, darling. What the fuck were those shoes that you were wearing? Did you see Bailey's shoes?
1: I did. And I... I think that Bailey makes some sketchy sartorial choices in general. Like, I, I mean, feel like those shoes would be fine that,
0: with something else.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I don't know. She, I don't know.
0: They were a little awkward. They looked awkward. I feel like she walked a little awkwardly in them.
1: Little clown shoes kind of situation. Ah, going love on? you, Bailey, but not
0: I, I wrote Bailey's shoes. No. No. Not with that outfit.
1: <laughs> Ding dong goodbye <laughs> to those shoes
0: uh um so there's a moment where Bailey insisted that she didn't need damage control yeah that's like, like be or whatever and I was like yeah. is this like uh is she subconsciously starting to jettison them from her orbit mm-hmm. is she you know was that just like a not a slip of the tongue but it was just like am I reading too much
1: into it but I don't know she makes that declaration I mean, that's the classic heel faction leader mistake, right? It's like, I don't need you guys. Yeah. It's me. Yeah. And then, of course, we know how much heels depend on their lackeys to get the job done.
0: Always, always, always.
1: I also... So, you know, Becky is kind of talking about how Bailey peaked in 2015. Yes. And I feel like very, very mean, right? Very, very mean. But maybe... Given how this storyline is playing out, maybe that's what Bailey needs to hear. Maybe she needs the tough love from the man. Yeah, I, there's
0: something that's got to snap Bailey back into, like, her bailey right? Because she's just right. still kind of out of it. And I have to wonder if Bailey needs a face turn, and that's what's going to bring her back.
1: Right. Maybe, maybe Bailey needs to look back and say, I am a role model, and I'm only really happy. I'm only really me when I'm role modeling. Mm-hmm. I, I want to dress like Randy Yeah. Yeah. That's totally possible. Time. Yeah. I, I do think that I like the general direction of Becky is like saying some hard truths. Yes. And maybe that's that's what changes things here. And I mean. This ended up in a, in a pretty exciting conclusion, I thought, with we're going to have the Steel Cage match that Becky kind of like goaded her into.
0: Yes, next week. I'm excited.
1: I think that's going to be pretty great.
0: I'm really hoping that Bailey is like Bailey in it. We get to see glimpses of her being like awesome Bailey wrestler.
1: Yeah. But I yeah. feel like
0: sometimes she still has to be like goofy heel. Mm-hmm. And I want her to be awesome Bailey wrestler because you can be a heel and still be awesome wrestler. I
1: agree like I'd like to I would like to see Becky kind of like not Becky I'd like to see Bailey try to prove Becky wrong next week yeah yeah give her the business Bailey even though you know I kind of prefer Becky but
0: yeah at this point I want Becky to win but I'm really enjoying all the interactions I feel like I mean at some point I have to wonder if Becky's bravado will her in the ass because it so often does with wrestlers
1: and it's happened to her before right that's I true mean, that's how she yeah. lost the title to Bianca so yeah
0: so we shall see
1: we shall see and and I think you know it'll be good to have them kind of go all out in the steel cage match because they're both real bad at insults but they're both real good at wrestling so yeah let's move on to where their strengths lie
0: I do like that she keeps calling Bailey a dope it is cute I enjoy that too so let's jump ahead to Dominic and Damien Priest versus Alpha Academy. Let's do it. What I was going to mention earlier when I couldn't remember if we actually saw Otis again was like when he's tagged in for the first time, he does this cute little dance, which I feel like was (laughs) kind of like the Ric Flair shuffle sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was adorable. The crowd was so excited when he got in the ring. I just that's gotta feel so good, you know, when you get in and everybody's just like losing their mind over you. That's gotta be so fun.
1: Yeah, I think if people are just excited that you're there and you're doing a little bit of nature, that has to be a pretty nice feeling.
0: Yeah. I love Otis. Um there was a part where Chad Gable did some kind of crazy double German suplex thing that, like, yeah. yeah, I don't even know what it was. I don't even know if German suplex was the right thing, but he just did, like, these two crazy flips. And, like, he, outside the ring, he suplexed Dominic. Yeah. And, like, like, Gable's a short dude. I don't know how tall he is. I'm sure he's still taller than me, but he's kind of, like, a shorter wrestler. But he can yeah. just, like throw people around with like a lot of height like like i don't like when anybody gets suplexed it's a really scary move to me it is especially a german suplex but like he just got like flipped like like dominic got flipped like no big deal his head cleared no problem just like what he's so much taller than chad gable
1: i just i think chad gable whether you dig his gimmick or whatever chad gable is an exceptional athlete dude has crazy core strength he really does fucking ridiculous like if Finn Balor's thing is being like objectively visibly made of abs inside Chad Gable is also made of abs
0: sometimes I think of his core is just like one of those like rubber band balls that's just like you know it's just like so tense and strong and he Mm -hmm. could just like anything could bounce off of him
1: yes yep
0: so that was that was a fun match to watch I mean, of course, judgment day one because of shenanigans.
1: I feel like I mean, I feel like it's fitting that Dominic is always cheating to win because he has nothing else to offer.
0: No, he doesn't. You no. Know?
1: Like he doesn't he doesn't bring much else to the table other than experience with hard time. <laughs> I did I did think it was funny when Corey did the throwback to the Hydra wife hide your kids video i was like i don't think he's out here raping everybody graves we could probably scale that back a few but it was funny i laughed i couldn't i couldn't believe that he did that i was
0: like wow that was a throw back that's a deep cut
1: very (laughs) deep cut
0: that felt like early days of internet Mm
1: -hmm. i also i always love how no matter what happens like it's damien priest in particular like he has to do everything for dominic yeah dominic never achieves anything and damien priest is always so proud of him (laughs) like you did great little buddy well done
0: (laughs) it's so endearing when are they going to get sick of him when is he going to become the liability
1: i mean i think this is a big brother's big sister situation like damien priest is not going to get sick of him he's a mentor he's committed Rhea probably within like before WrestleMania, but I remember like
0: early on when we started talking about Judgment Day, we were like, well, they're going to break up at some point, but I don't know. I don't see any cracks yet.
1: That's the thing. I mean, I I think we've talked about this before. They seem like the rare heel faction that genuinely likes (laughs) each other. (laughs) Like it's not a marriage of convenience. They're like, no, I would die for these people.
0: I love them. There's some goth kids and Finn Balor, and they're just having a great time.
1: He's like that one jock who has friends from every clique. Yeah. And he's just been hanging out with the goths a lot. (laughs) He likes The Cure, okay? He doesn't get what's wrong with that. You don't have to be a goth to like The Cure. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: There's absolutely nothing wrong with that.
1: (laughs) Next week, stay tuned for The Cure is for Girls. Friday, Finn Balor is in love with goth music. (laughs) Did you, um, during this match, did you get an ad for Turning Point USA? <laughs> What's that? It's like a weird conservative organization for youth. Oh, I don't think so. It was like Charlie Kirk hock at his book and I was like, you guys could afford this kind of airtime?
0: Wow. No. I was, it was
1: so weird. So I might have weird. missed
0: it though. I sometimes totally space out in those commercials
1: that's fair i mean we've both been trying real hard not to space out during video packages so we got to space out at some point yes
0: i have been working on that
1: we're getting better we're
0: growing we're learning anything else you want to say about this match
1: no just that it was a good time but that's what i expected
0: let's hop forward to eosky versus Mechin Corey said that uh Michin was cosplaying as
1: prison dom Oh my god this was the moment of the night for me cosplaying as prison dom
0: <laughs> first of all like yes it was incredible but i was also like all, i immediately pictured like prison exclamation point dom oh no! as in written in like fan fiction so i was like, like if is you were- Corey reading fan fiction
1: If you were, like, browsing fanfiction by tags or looking on Kindle Unlimited for something with, like, 96 pages and 94 of them were pornography, (laughs) it would definitely fit those needs. You
0: can search Kindle that way?
1: I don't know. I might have made that up. I I mean, I'm going to go see after this and see what I can do. (laughs) Let me know. I'm curious. For all your prison erotica needs, Kindle Unlimited. Um,
0: I, this was an unexpected match in the sense of, like, I wouldn't have thought to, like, pair these two up, but it was fun to no. watch.
1: It really was. It was really great.
0: Mee getting a push. She won. And she has this move. I don't know what it's called, but I really like when she does it. Um, And I tried to listen to hear what it was called, but I missed it. But so she, like, kind of, like, holds her opponent at leg's length. Like, she puts her leg, like, her foot on their face or something, and then she kind of, like yank some back or i i can't exactly explain what it is but it's really cool i really like that move
1: so i know what you're talking about <gasps> do you know what it's, and called? it's called eat defeat is it really which is like the worst name for a great move it's so punny eat defeat
0: that's amazing right that's a
1: great move yeah thank you yeah, i I was happy to see her look strong in this match. And yes. I liked her coming out with Candace. Like, yes. Yeah. You two Candace need a moment. <laughs> hmm
0: She was her hype lady. Gotta have a hype lady. I mean, I'm hoping we get to see more of Candace. Let's do Candace and Meechin tag team. I'd be there for yes. that. Yes.
1: Let's get let's get a women's tag team thing going with them. Yes. And uh, let's shake things up a little bit. They can snatch
0: the title from Damage Control. Yep. Go on a run. I love it.
1: I do too. Damage Control control can eat all defeat. (laughs) They can. All I love that
0: name. That's great. It's pretty great. great. So then Bianca... Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, please go go ahead.
1: During this match, Corey Graves was, despite cosplaying as Person Dom, which is amazing, he was kind of doing that thing I was talking about that I don't love okay where and it's not his fault specifically but i wonder what you think about this like where did we decide in the history of wrestling and the long annals of wrestling that the color commentator the heel commentator has to go like so far over the top in explaining heel actions as if they were face actions that people just don't get oh can you give me an example I mean, I can't because I didn't write anything down. But it's okay. basically like, you know, Bailey is doing something super heelish, right? And he'd be like, well, it's actually because she cares so much about sick children, Kevin. Oh. You know, it's like always like really yeah. over the top. Like, maybe he Bailey do burned that. down that hospital because the CEO was embezzling. Did you ever... It's like, no, <laughs> the heel didn't do it to be the good guy that... like. It's so yeah. insulting that you can't believe that he believes it. You can't believe that anyone believes it. And I'm just like, why? He's
0: not the first one to do this stuff, though, right? I no. feel like that was going on long before Graves, right?
1: Absolutely. Yes, it's not. I mean, Wade Barrett does it sometimes. Yeah, okay.
0: Okay, they yeah. I know what you're talking about.
1: It, it and is I'm like, weird. Why can't we just be like, yeah, the heel's doing it, and it's fine, because they do anything to get ahead, or they do what they want, or, you know, like. Yeah, it's
0: like it seems like they're just kind of assuming that people watching wrestling don't understand wrestling. So they're just like, we have to explain everything.
1: Like, I don't understand where we got the idea that if you are rooting for the heel, it's because you like really either a believe that you need to justify what they're doing as being okay. Or B like, think that that is in some way reasonable. I don't know. It just bothered. I realize I'm doing that thing you talk about. I'm looking for logic where none exists.
0: It's it's frustrating, isn't it? It's
1: fair. I feel your pain. <laughs> and I'm sorry if I didn't respect it enough.
0: But no, I know what you mean because it is just like they. It's like they don't want you to like a heel because a heel does bad shit, and like that's fun. It's like they want you to like the heel because
1: there's definite justification right. for why
0: he's acting like a bad guy.
1: Like I don't. know, If we're walking down the street and you push an old lady into traffic. I'm going to be like, well, it's my friend Jillian, so I don't care if she's mean to old ladies. It's fine. I'm not going to be like, actually, that old lady was a terrorist. Like, yeah. It's just stupid. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it, it drives me nuts. But it's no, it's not It's not Corey Graves' fault. I think you, you can does blame him, though. That's okay. I think he does it more exuberantly than others do, but yeah. they all do it. Yeah, I don't.
0: I don't. So sometimes I think my brain has a hard time sometimes like watching the match. Like I can't watch the match very well and listen at the same time always. Yeah. So I feel like sometimes I miss that stuff. But I think I tune that stuff out a lot. Like when they're like, well, let me explain. And it's just like, I don't want the explanation. It's like, I don't watch wrestling for moral gray areas. Like I don't watch wrestling right. for like fun moral conundrums. Like I read i'll read philosophy for that stuff but it's like this is very it's supposed to be black and white right good guy bad guy i don't need to know why bad guy is doing x bad guy's a bad guy that's all i need to
1: know you don't need that backstory are you are you telling me that when this happens you're kind of like shoosh, shush please shoosh, shoosh, please that was an excellent shoosh. really you. good thank you thank you for hearing me out on that of course I am Uh, now ready to talk about Bianca
0: Belair. I'll say before I so rudely interrupted you, um, Bianca shows up looking like a diamond,
1: so cute, so sparkly. I loved her outfit, loved it, amazing,
0: so good, so good. She was just like a silver beacon of hope,
1: like a silvery queen.
0: Alexa comes out still in her bad sandy pants, so we know that she's still bad. Alexa, you can tell. And they're going to have a championship match of the Royal Rumble.
1: Which I think is very exciting. Very, very exciting.
0: Bianca's little face, apparently she had to have stitches in her face. I, well, she did face the face of evil. So it yeah. makes sense that her own face had to pay the price. I was like really worried. I'm like, please don't bust open her face again. <laughs> I know. Be like, I don't want you to pull your stitches. No. I liked. Well, unc- I was going to say, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, Uncle Howdy shows up.
1: He does. Like, there he is. He drove the hearse across the country, and now he's here again.
0: Once again, not three Alexas in a trench coat. Real bummer. I don't know what I'm going to do, man. <laughs> but, like, he's just, like, standing there. So he di- he distracted Bianca, right? He distracted Bianca, and Alexa yes. did something to her. And then he kind of bowed, like, m'lady, that was for you. <laughs> so, like is alexa is alexa running the show is howdy running the show is bo dallas running the show is irs running the show
1: is the undertaker running the show and keep in mind the answer is yes (laughs)
0: is the undertaker is the is it three undertakers in a trench coat running the show
1: that would be a phenomenally large uncle (laughs) he's so tall were very plus riding a motorcycle At The Undertaker's age, I'm not sure he should be stacked three high.
0: How old is he? 73?
1: (laughs) Well, I'm going to look it up. He's probably
0: like only in his 50s. He's probably like five years older than I am or something. (laughs) He's (laughs)
1: 44.
0: I would die if he was younger than I am. He's 57 years old. Oh, okay. Okay, he's pushing 60. That's old as hell for a wrestler.
1: He has earned the right not to be stacked three high under a trench coat, to be quite honest. It's true.
0: So what were you going to say before once again I so rudely interrupted you?
1: What was I Oh, so there is this moment where Alexa has yeeted Bianca over the barricade, right? And Mm -hmm. she's kind of like doing her thing in front of it. And then Bianca comes up from behind the (laughs) barricade like Jason Voorhees. It was And it was incredible. (laughs) It was so good.
0: Like she rose up like she was doing that bit with like I'm in an elevator and she just kind of slowly comes up that was great second
1: floor third floor also like the ease with which she picked alexa up like i know alexa is small but it's like oh my goodness you're so strong Mm -hmm. amazing
0: so i have to say i'm having a little bit of a hard time imagining that alexa can beat bianca yeah and has beaten bianca so badly like alexa's a good wrestler i'm not saying that but i just feel like bianca is like so much better
1: I feel like they feel like an uneven match to me. Like Bianca is really at the peak of her game. Yes. And I I feel like I still sort of believe something I believed a while ago, which was that this may not be about a title for Alexa so much as like this becoming that she's going through, right? Okay. Like she doesn't necessarily need to win the title. She's going through this character evolution. Okay. And I don't know, maybe, like, people who are sort of in the thrall of a supernatural uncle don't (laughs) 100% need titles. They just need lanterns and stuff. Rocking chairs. Rocking chairs. Piles of junk to put on top of L.A. Knight. I was going to say, Alexa needs an L.A. Knight. Well, maybe Bianca is her L.A. Knight. I don't know. Bianca's too cool. It's true. She's much better than L.A.
0: Knight. I mean, L.A. Knight, I love you, but... Bianca's she partner. needs like New York night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Did you have anything else you wanted to say about Diamond
1: Bianca? No, just that you know it was it was pretty great, and maybe what Bianca fears most about Alexa is that she can hide in small places and burst out and attack. I mean, she can. She's, she's
0: compact.
1: Very compact. Very efficient. If Alexa comes out next week.
0: Or at the rumble, wearing a trench coat, we'll know for sure that she listens to this podcast.
1: Mm-hmm. What if she comes out in a trench coat? And she just does a big wink. <laughs> It'd be amazing. Wink, wink. On each I-
0: eyelid, she has our name written.
1: <laughs> you know what she has written on her eyelids?
0: <laughs> Do you know? Jazzy A. Hot dog legs. <laughs> just say <said>, get raw. <laughs> Hot dog legs. My nightmare. So let's jump forward to Seth Rollins backstage with Byron. Byron is just enamored. He loves Seth Rollins
1: so much. I love that he was just like giddy with laughter this whole time. It was so great.
0: So at one point Seth says he got the call or whatever. And they're like, Seth, it's the main event. We need you. And I was like, truer words have never been spoken. Nobody gives a fuck about this. Seth Rollins, we need you
1: to make people give a fuck about this. I like to imagine that dad was like, Seth, Seth, I'm going to be real with you. I, I'd i like to offer you a three-part apology for Austin Theory. I'm very <laughs> sorry. Sometimes, you know, I truly believe that a man needs to clean up his own messes, but Seth, this one is too big. <laughs> it is too big for me to clean up alone. <sighs>
0: I inherited the trash, a though. shit sandwich, Seth, and I need help eating it. I gave you the pedigree. You're going to give me this. Oh, man. So this leads into a six-way elimination match. Mm -hmm. Six-man elimination match. Whatever you want to call it. Uh, Seth comes out first wearing delightful pants. Terrific. I love these pants. These might be my favorite pants I've seen of his. They're pretty good. Yeah. So we have Seth, Finn, Miz, Dolph, Baron, and Bobby Lashley. Yes, yes, I'm uh, a town clown shows up because of he course does. he does wearing a fancy jacket. I know it's like you little poser. You will never be Seth. It is. You so won't even be gross. Finn Balor
1: with this bullshit. Stop it.
0: I mean, I did like the print. I did. not I But like I would like to that. throw him in the garbage. Highlights for me. Bobby Lashley powerbombed three dudes at once.
1: That was pretty amazing. Well done. That was insane. I have a I have a semantics question for you. Ooh, please, please. Why do you think Bobby Lashley is the almighty A L L space mighty? As opposed to the A L M I G H T Y Mighty. Like God. Maybe that's why. Maybe he's like no blasphemy for Bobby Lashley.
0: He might be. Which I guess or is
1: a respectful stance. It's like
0: all mighty.
1: Like all, He's of all him is mighty. mighty and all man. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I guess I pettily like to imagine that someone in marketing did not know how to spell almighty and was like, well, we got to live with it now. I don't know yes. what to tell you. That'd be amazing. But I think that's probably, those are some good suggestions. Thank you for that.
0: Of course. So Seth eliminates Miz. Miz had a hot little second there where they teased you and thought maybe he could win, but nobody expected Miz to win. He had a moment, but no. Um, Favorite part of the match, possibly, when Seth spit water all over A-Town Clown? The greatest I loved that so much. I was worried about where the water bottle was going to land, though. I was like, who just got hit with a water bottle? Because that would really hurt a whole bunch. It's everyone safe. But then someone probably wrestled someone else for it out in the crowd so they could get the water bottle Seth's mouth was on.
1: Which I get. Oh, yeah, I, I do totally that. that I have a water bottle from a
0: concert I went to. Yep, I still have it somewhere that I got from the band. And I was like, this is amazing. It's a so, treasure. I get
1: it. I think I think my favorite part was when Seth and Finn were wrestling. Dedicatedly okay. for a few minutes. Okay. I think I just... I mean, I know they've had a rivalry, but I think I want them to rival again. Like, they're both just so good. Mm-hmm. I mean, yes, Finn is always very poorly dressed, but in the ring, he is terrific. And yeah, I would enjoy that. I think I just... I want a little more of that. I also, I got mad when Austin Theory was like, I have too many abs. It's like, you don't have too many abs. Finn Balor has too many abs. Vintage Randy Orton had too many abs. Sir, you've just got some abs. Calm down. Yeah.
0: Calm down. I was kind of tuned into some of the stuff he was saying, and I was just like, oh, dude, okay, we really need to work on this for you. Like, he wasn't terrible. He was better when he he does better when he has someone to talk to i think like graves is kind of talking to him than if he's just out there trying to cut a promo on his own
1: i mean as much as i criticized Corey graves earlier he was carrying austin theory through this oh yeah his back was was probably very sore Mm -hmm.
0: so at one point dolphin seth were beating up on baron corbin i loved that (laughs) <laughs> I, I've never been a big fan of Baron Corbin. And then they were both beating up Baron Corbin and Finn Balor, which I thought was kind of fun. Yeah. Um, So I had an idea during this match, and I wanted Ooh. to run it past you. Yeah. So, because I was thinking it was kind of like a, you know, you just keep eliminating people. Like, Seth eliminated, like, the most people. Yes. But it's like, I think a fun thing would be, like, okay, so you have a match – like a Royal Rumble match or something, where it's like a bunch of people. And you get points for every person that you tap out or pin. Maybe it's more if you if you get them to tap out or whatever. And then like the highest point tally at the end of the time or whatever wins that match. Has so that existed? I think-
1: I think what you're describing is, remember, we were making fun of that really complicated match that was going to be in the <laughs> NXT pay-per-view? Oh, no. <laughs> okay. Like it, You didn't get points, but, like, you had to pin the most people. Oh, okay. So, it was kind of like, you. people came in, sort of like the Royal Rumble, right? Like, mm-hmm. people are coming in kind of staggered. I don't remember if there were multiple competitors at once, or if it was somebody gets eliminated, someone else comes in. I honestly can't remember. But, like... The winner was who pinned the most people. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so maybe my match isn't
0: so fun. You're so in the midst of all in. this, Omas appears. Suddenly, Omas, Which now makes sense why MVP was lurking about here and there, because yep. he was going to bring out the Nigerian giant, who we have not seen for some time.
1: Yeah, he's been disappeared. And now here They're he is. inserting
0: him back into things, and he just like starts wreaking some havoc. He chucks still a big dude. Seth. He's huge. He chucks Seth over the announce desk. Mm-hmm. He um, is just there wreaking havoc, and I think eventually Seth like curb stomped him on the announce desk, kind of put him out of commission.
1: Yeah. So Omas is probably gonna be in the rumble, right? Probably. I I feel like when I hear OMAS's name, it sounds like a brand name for a new pharmaceutical product. Like are you are you struggling with some kind of arthritis? Omas provides relief <laughs> for up to fifty percent. So you can enjoy less arthritis pain Tuesday through Thursday. Yeah. And like, it's just the side effects. Like, Omas causes joint pain, diarrhea, bad skin, hair loss, and death.
0: Well, depending on how Seth feels the rest of the week after being thrown over the announce desk, he might feel all of those things.
1: Omas causes being thrown over the announce desk. Don't wrestle Omas
0: if you're allergic to Omas.
1: <laughs> so, I guess Royal Rumble is going to be Omas
0: and like 30 Canes. 29 canes um
1: well every royal rumble needs that guy the huge guy yeah and they're like how will they eliminate Omos?" Yeah. and it's like oh actually the same way this happens every year two
0: d- two or more dudes flip him over the top rope it's actually quite simple but it seems complicated at the outset yeah they d- they make a pact and they start working on getting him out of the ring So, Bobby Lashley wins this match. Bobby Lashley is our guy. It is all on him. So now we're back to, we just made a full fucking circle. Bobby Lashley against Austin Theory for the US Championship.
1: Well, I think as we all know, the earth is a flat circle, a hat tip to AJ Styles, and so (laughs) is life. So...
0: To me, what this said is that they're saving Seth for something better, which is kind of what
1: we've sort of been nodding at for a while. I don't know. What do you think? No, I I think that's exactly it. And I think, okay, what I think Omos is really doing in this match is that he's here to protect someone from losing, right? Ooh, okay. He he is either going to interfere in a way that protects Seth from losing or protects Bobby Lashley from losing. Like, his interference will eliminate them kind of. And then they it won't be like oh they were pinned they lost it'll be like wow there was interference by a giant it's not their fault they didn't win you know okay and I think he I think he did his job you yeah know? he did it's his job so they brought in Seth to legitimate
0: the U.S. Championship and now they're like yoink we're gonna take him out and put him into greener pastures
1: and look Bobby Lashley is certainly legitimizing right yeah. Man is a tank. He can but he's wrestle. not like superstar power. Right. He's yeah. not He's not where Seth is. I totally get that. But I, I feel like it's in good hands. Yeah.
0: I, I Anyone who's going to beat up Austin
1: Theory, I'm like, high five. Let's do this. This is the thing, right? Like this week, I am not writing a letter to dad. This week, oh. I am writing a letter to Bobby Lashley. Ooh, okay. And I'm going to say, dear Bobby, please destroy Austin Theory in a way That damages not just his body, like doesn't just destroy his physical well-being, but also completely erodes his mental and emotional stability. Okay. Please just eliminate him from our lives. That'd be great. It's on you, Bobby, and I believe in you. I believe in Bobby. Yep. I stand
0: with Bobby Lashley. I'm looking forward to see how that turns out. So next week is the championship match.
1: Yeah, next week is a lot.
0: There is a lot happening this next week leading up to
1: the Rumble. Just, um, if you don't mind, I wrote down a few of the highlights. We talked about some of them. Please. Um, so on Raw 30, or Raw Triple X, as I like to think of it as, we talked about Becky and Bailey in the Steel Cage and the Bloodline mm-hmm. Acknowledgement Ceremony. We're going to mm-hmm. have the Judgment Day of the Usos, and we're also going to have a bunch of old people plus the Bella Twins. Oh, yeah. I remember looking at that picture and saying, like, that picture of the Bella Twins looks old. Yeah. I think also, like, my guess is that they've already started the Undertaker's ring entrance. (laughs) So that he'll (laughs) be able to get into the ring by the time Raw is over. How many times do you think you will cringe
0: while watching Raw 30?
1: Oh, conservatively, at least... You know, it's like doing a shot for every year on your birthday or spanking the birthday boy or girl mm-hmm. once for every year like at least 30. Ugh, yeah. Maybe more than 30.
0: <laughs> I think so too. I
1: I'm, I'm going to try to remember to cre- keep a cringe count. Ooh, I like that a cringeometer.
0: I need to I'm going to send myself a
1: note so I don't forget. Yes, yeah, so let's make this. Next week is a big week. We got to get our soda. We got to get our cringeometer going. So Soda, we're saving for the Rumble, right? For the actual pitch black match. I thought you wanted to do it during our predictions.
0: Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Cringe count. Okay, I've, I've made Cringe myself count. that note. You're right. We are going to do it during our predictions. I'm going to be so upset if I can't find one this weekend. I really got to do some searching. We're going to get you one. I was at a... I, I did see one. There was like three flavors of it. It was like the Code Red and... Th- other ones and I was like son of a bitch where is that pitch black there's a pink one. Oh, it was the pink one that I saw yeah yeah and then there was one more not pitch black and I was like come on people get it together get it together <sighs> so that was the week in wrestling that was it is there any other wrestling news or anything that you would like to share this
1: week uh no no I think that is it for me okay. um you know, this Vince situation is evolving. Yeah. And I, it bums me out. So I don't yeah. I don't know that I want to talk about it. I Have you heard more news? Well, all right, you forced me to do it. I did I'm take sorry. some news notes. So apparently I've heard a couple things. Okay. One was via Wrestling Observer online. And this was a bunch of places, not just Wrestling Observer. But this is the most recent article I read. That apparently Vince has since returning repealed all of the uh, bylaw amendments that were put in place. So now, he, basically, like nothing, like the sale of the company, media rights deals, they don't have to be approved by any shareholders. Like he is the voice. Cool. He's the decider. Great. Um, and as of, I believe, early last week, Triple H was telling people this is per Wrestle Talk and also a bunch of other places, that Vince would not be involved in creative. But I also read a ton of articles that were like, nobody believes that. I don't believe it. Like, people are speculating, will he show up on Raw this week? Will he oh, show up at the Rumble? God. And I hope not. I don't want to see his rotten old face.
0: I don't either. I don't want to see his dumb, weird gorilla walk. I don't, I don't want him anywhere near it. And he just totally seems like the kind of guy who absolutely could not keep himself from interfering in everything. Absolutely. He wouldn't see it as
1: interfering. It would be helping. Exactly. Like this is his thing and nobody can do it like him. And it's like, oh how right you are Vince. Nobody can do it like you. God. I just want him to remember the like
0: puff of smoke I kept hoping that like Dominic would just disappear into? I would like Vince to disappear into a puff of
1: smoke. What if Dominic took one for the team, wrapped his arm around <gasps> arms around Vince, and puffed them away together? I would put a photo of Dominic on my desk forever. You'd have to say a little thank you. I would. I think. And then the last thing I saw is, I guess not strictly Vince news, but per Sports Kita, I read that Brock Lesnar has requested that Vince book all of his matches. What? Yeah, I really hope that's, like, not accurate because I've been enjoying Brock a lot more. I don't even really understand what that means, I guess. Like, that Vince controls it all? Or, like... So, what he would be asking is that Vince would be basically determining his matches. Like, how he will be booked. How those matches will go. Why does he care? Um, I guess, you know, if it's true, and let's face it, a lot of this stuff has to be taken with a grain of salt, right? Yeah. A big one, probably because he feels that he would be in a more advantageous position. It
0: just makes me laugh that I mean, is he like not getting paid as much when Vince is gone? I don't like I don't know why
1: Brock Lesnar gives a shit because it seems like at the end of the day, he's going to get his money. Right. Like what difference does it make? But, yeah. you know, people are weird about things. So this is what I really hope is accurate. I hope we're going to see a statement from Brock Lesnar being like, no, absolutely not. I can't stand that dude. But. You know, he had a good run under Vince. So, and then you
0: hear like a tractor driving away noise. He somehow puts that into the statement. Vroom. vroom he revs <laughs> the tractor. <laughs> he boot scoots boogies his uh, way out the door. I would respect that for sure. I totally
1: hope that's just yeah, a rumor. Yeah. I hope that's hearsay, but I guess only time will tell. Ugh. Okay.
0: Well thank you that for those updates. For I didn't know you're you were hiding
1: welcome. those little tidbits of information. So all week long I when I'm supposed to be, you know, doing other things, I mail myself things that come up on, you know, when you're using Google. Yeah. It'll have your suggestions. I mail myself my suggestions and then furiously in the last fifteen minutes before <laughs> we record, I try to read twenty four articles. Wow. And summarize them and I usually make it through four. That's much better than I do. Well, you know, I am the girl with all the gifts. You're a better person. It's true. I always have been, always will be. That's never been up for debate. That is absolutely not true. (laughs) We are both
0: terrible, awful people. (sighs) It's what makes us lovable. We're scamps. We are. (laughs) We, too, are Dom the Con. So that is This Week in Wrestling with Wrestling is for Girls. We thank you for having a listen. If you'd like to listen to some of our other episodes, you can find them on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also find episodes on our website, wrestlingisforgirls.com. Of course, you can also follow us on the Twitters at Pod. Feel free to send us really kind things and opinions that are really nice and other sweet nothings and until next week stay safe